the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Looking for strategies to help you protect your portfolio in these uncertain times? Visit RobBlack.com. RobBlack.com. Powered by EP Wealth. Thanks for listening to the show. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Yesterday, not a great day to start the year. We saw the 10-year treasury move back towards 4%. We saw some tech stocks that were big winner-winner chicken dinners. Um, in 2023, we'll back to start 2024. A little bit of the same action going on today. Markets are feeling the mega cap tilt. Markets are feeling it. Um, we had a huge run from October through December 31st, where the NASDAQ went from up 30% to up roughly 45%. It's too far too fast. We might have pulled a whole year's gain in the S&P 500, 16%, from 20, into 2023, leaving 2024. I'm not going to say the word problematic, but I'm, I'm searching for the word. And that's the one that comes up. The Magnificent Seven stocks are all trading lower today in what appears to be continued profit-taking. That makes sense. A lot of professional investors in the back half of 2023, they just piled into those names. They wanted to show you when they send you the report at the end of the quarter that they had the big winners of 2023, even if they didn't have them all year long. The market loves those names. You know, the Teslas, the Amazons, the Apple, the Alphabet, the Microsoft, um, and a couple others, uh, NVIDIA. They love those names. They're too widely held. So we get lopsided risk today. On top of that, we got the jobs opening report number at 7 o'clock, and it showed weakness. Not massive, um, but enough job openings sliding to a 32-month low of $8.8 million, showing you that the U.S. hiring boom is fading. One of the things that the market has going for itself right now is that Speaking of international, um, not international, excuse me, the jobs market is is clearly saying we're not going into a recession. Now, as these job openings slide, it might be saying, uh-oh, employers are nervous. They don't want more employees. They want fewer employees. I'm getting a little bit of ripple of that right now. Um, short-term corrections are nothing out of the ordinary. I'm okay with what the market's doing. I couldn't have predicted the strong finish of October, November, December in 2023. I would have thought maybe that would be our gains for the first half of 2024. I feel good about where we are six to 12 months from now, short term. Ooh. I do think we'll be buying on the dips as we are still expecting the Fed to cut interest rates. But the Fed themselves are trying to start saying, you know, another rate hike. We may have one more rate hike uh, up our sleeves. Wall Street doesn't like that. Today, I saw something that is going to be very normalized this year. And you know how Apple's struggling right now? Something that'll get Apple out of its funk is when they copy what Samsung's doing today. 
Samsung's announcing new phones powered by AI on January 17th. You're going to see Apple do the same thing, and people are going to get a little bit more excited. Um, we'll see. Yeah, I would be very surprised if Apple did not have that up their sleeve. Um, Dell, everything you buy at Best Buy that's hardware will probably have a tag on it powered by AI. Maybe even things as silly as your router at home. But uh, you're going to see that sticker. It's going to be a big thing in 2024. Mortgage demand down 9.4% for the final week of 2023, despite recent drop in interest rates to 6.7%. Okay. I'm not feeling the vibe that it's a perfect time to be buying a home. I think Americans are struggling with a high price and the higher interest rates, as well as just years of seeing the prices go up and the affordability going down. That Michigan Rose Bowl game was a fun one. The big win in overtime over Alabama is the most watched non-NFL sporting event since 2018. Peak audience hit 32 million people. U.S. national debt hits an all-time high, new all-time high. Yep, we're going to be saying that every year, probably until the day I die. $34 trillion. Go write that number down and it should freak you out. This means higher taxes likely in our future. Holiday returns are prime time for holiday returns, right? Did you get anything you don't want? Retailers are facing the daunting peak of holiday returns windows. Yesterday was National Returns Day. U.S. shoppers will return as much as $173 billion of wanted stuff. Of note, a $100 online order cost merchants about $27 to process. Just 30% of returned items are ever resold. Many of them end up as landfill. 40% of retailers, including H&M and Abercrombie and Fitch, have started charging shoppers for returns. More than 50% of retailers like Amazon and Walmart have instituted just keep it policies for items worth as much as $300. That's crazy. Um, got a, a shirt that was just completely the wrong size as a gift. And I contacted Amazon and they said, just keep it. So it either goes to a kid or it goes into um, giving it away to charity. And I was like, I was like a $60 shirt. Just keep it. 50% of retailers, Amazon and Walmart are the two biggest that have policies that are similar to that. Of note, last year, 2023, actually 2022, we returned over $817 billion. $817 billion in returns. That's double what it was in 2019. Now, I bring up 2019 because it, the thought is, during the pandemic, we weren't going to stores. We were buying online. And sometimes we would buy two or three shirts to make sure one of them fit right. And then we returned the other two. And we kind of got into that habit. This is an industry that's kind of broken. Too much of it ends up the landfill. Too much of it ends up being written off. The U.S. returns industry, also known as the reverse logistics, is booming. Pulls in roughly $1 trillion in business. Companies like UPS could be winners. UPS recently acquired box-free return specialist, Happy Returns. <laughs> Trying to make the whole process just a little bit easier. 2024 is going to be the year of globe trotting or travel. 
the big names of London, Paris, and Rome always seem to be on the top of the wish list. But what we're finding out is Americans are getting a little bit more savvy about their international travel. Asia's taking the crown this year, Tokyo and Seoul. Um, ranked number one and number two in trending international hotspots. Of note, airfare to Asia is roughly $1,000, bucks on average. Going off the beaten path into Europe, if you don't want to go into the familiar London, Paris, and Rome, you might want to go to Stockholm, Sweden, Budapest, Hungary, Helsinki, Finland, Prague, Czech Republic. Um, they're all very trending destinations abroad. Copenhagen, Denmark, Prague, and Edinburgh, Scotland, all big-time winner-winner chicken dinners. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. I have a big event coming up January 20th. No one signed up yet. If you're interested in a complimentary portfolio review and having a couple beers with me, sign up now. It's January 20th from 11.30 to 2 in Sunnyvale, California. It's called Pints and Portfolios. Um, just a good informal way to talk about portfolios and financial planning. Let's learn more at robblackshow.com. It's coming up in about two and a half weeks. Sign up today at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. Join Rob Black in Sunnyvale, Saturday, January 20th, for Pints and Portfolios, a less formal event at a local watering hole for those close to retirement with 500000 or more in investable assets. Drop by January 20th from 11.30 a.m. till 2 for a little sunshine and a complimentary portfolio review or financial snapshot from Ryan Ignacio, CFP from EP Wealth Advisors. Whether you're on the road to retirement or already there, this financial snapshot can provide you with a second opinion analysis of where you are and highlight areas for improvement and opportunities for growth. Go to robblackshow.com and click the events tab. Find Pints and Portfolios and click to register. You'll answer a few simple questions about your situation and your confirmation email will provide all the details on the event and how to schedule your portfolio review. Space is limited and registration is required, so go to robblackshow.com today. That's robblackshow.com. So today we're going to get the Federal Reserve talking about their notes from their last meeting. Those would be released, and that should give us a little more insight into when we can expect interest rate cuts. The market got really excited last year in the last couple months as we started saying, oh, the Fed's going to cut three times. That's what's that's what their data is showing us. Um, and some people in the stock market, economist, analyst, strategist all said, no, no, it's going to be six times. We'll see how dovish the Fed is due. Those notes are due at 2 p.m. Uh, Eastern time. So we'll get a, a good feel of that for the end of the market day. Could be a turnaround in the markets is kind of what I'm getting at. I'm not really, none of us know the short term you know, vibe on um, the interest rates with the economy. So we, it's always nice to get a little bit of data where we're not guessing what the Fed is saying, but we're actually reading their notes. We're not trying to read between the lines of what they're saying. It gets kind of nutty. Um, just learned the term for people born in 2010 through 2024. They are now known as Generation Alpha. They're going to be the first entirely online cohort born between 2010 and 2024. The generation is expected to be the largest in history at more than 2 billion people. They will have to deal with tasks such as the environment and always being tied towards social media and technology. Welcome to the world generation alpha born between 2010 
in 2024. Um, I got one of those. It's worthy of note. Let's see. Just go. every now and then I get um date alerts. Disney loses its copyright leash on Mickey Mouse, and this is kind of interesting. I see the pros and cons. Um, after something's been out there with a patent on it for nearly a century, it loses its ability to enforce copyrights. It's important to note that the public domain version of the character doesn't include significant design changes made later in the works. So you're going to start seeing a horror movie uh, with Mickey Mouse going around killing people. It's the Steamboat Willie Mickey Mouse. And what's kind of interesting about this is if you've ever been to a kid's pre-kindergarten or nursery school, sometimes you'll see Disney characters painted on the walls only to see a couple months later that Disney somehow contacted the nursery and said, we want all those Disney characters taken off because they're not in the public domain. So I kind of see both sides of that one. It's kind of interesting. Um, You saw Winnie the Pooh as a killer, a serial killer last year. He came off patent. He's public domain now. Kind of ridiculous, is it not? Um, predictions for 2024. Let's go through some. Or should I wait to do that in the longer segment? Hmm. Let's do it in the longer segment. Coming up next. Weight loss drugs are living large. Um, if the market has any major correction in the next day to year I will be adding to my position in Eli Lilly um, because I think that um, it's a very investable trend in healthcare so no Nordisk success is objectively straightforward the stock has jumped more than 50% in 2023 it's Due to its blockbuster weight drugs, Wagovian Ozempic. Oh, oh, Ozempic. You thought that was a diabetes 2 drug, but what it turns out to be is an off-prescription drug for weight loss. Um, I had a brother-in-law use it, and he lost a ton of weight. He was using the illegal non-prescription form from Mexico, which is cheap. And when he went off it and couldn't find it in Mexico a second time, um, he gained the weight back. So that's good news if you're an investor. Wall Street loves subscriptions. And think of it as a subscription to weight loss. So I'm not a Novo Nordisk fan because this research that I've done from Wall Street that I've read clearly tells me Lily's got a slightly better profile. Now, again, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a biologist. I'm not a botanist. I'm not a geologist. Let's think of everything I'm not. It's a long list, right? Um, so I have to count on research from others when it comes to basically all things healthcare. In the world of healthcare, you can invest in the pharmaceutical stocks, like a Lilly, a Nova Nordisk, a Pfizer, a Merck. You can invest in the biotech. I don't. There's too many biotech companies trying to solve too many things from erectile dysfunction to diabetes to growing hair on your head. Um, I don't know. I can't tell the difference between the different scientists at the different firms, right? A lot of times they have no revenue. They're just, okay, so I'm going over the four components of healthcare. 
there's the pharmaceuticals, there's the biotech companies, there's the healthcare companies, um, the HMOs, the PPOs, the companies that service healthcare, the insurance side of it. And the final segment of healthcare is typically medical devices. As I get older, sometime between the age of 55 and 70, I, I probably will need my chest opened up and my heart fixed. Um, there'll probably be a heart attack. There'll probably be something like that, right? Maybe my knees will give out and I'll need new knees. Maybe my hips will come out. I'll need a new medical device put in my hips. Those, those, those aren't cheap. So I like healthcare for the long-term patient investor. I think it could be anywhere between 10 to 20% of your portfolio. You don't have to only own the Magnificent Seven. You're not looking for percentage gains of 10, 20, 30, 40% every year. You're looking for better than market performance, and healthcare can give you that. Novo Nordisk isn't the only company in weight loss. I like U.S.'s uh, pharmaceutical titan, Eli Lilly. It's jumped into cultural zeitgeist um, with an anti-diabetes drug that worked on obesity. In late October, Citigroup analyst Andrew Baum wrote that he expected peak sales of $59 billion for Lilly's combined diabetes obesity product, which would be a nice addition to the expected $33 billion in revenue the company will record in 2023. Like Novo, Lilly's shares surged 50% in 2023. So again, I'm looking for pullbacks to add to positions. I'm always looking to pullbacks to add to positions. That's how my brain operates. You can find me online at Rob Black Show. Dot com big event coming up on the 20th you can learn more at robblackshow.com it's a pints and portfolio it's in sunnyvale california the 20th of january robblackshow.com coming up i'm gonna go over predictions for 2024 brought to you by ep wealth this is the rob black show thanks for listening i do appreciate it i don't know enough about cryptos i see that they're having a very bad day today after having a big run-up on expectations that there's going to be some sort of uh, ETF permitted, because big companies like Fidelity and Vanguard, they want their high net worth clients to have access to product that has exposure to crypto. Because someone like me who's high net worth, I could say, I really, really like crypto. And um, my broker, who is Schwab, might say, well, we don't have anything for you, Mr. Black. And I'm like, well, I'm going to take some of my money and go elsewhere then. So the big brokerages really want this ETF approved so they can house all my money in one place. I'm still not a fan of crypto only because I think last year we saw some problems. Sam Bankman freed. Go to jail for life, in my opinion. Finance CEO, Qingpeng Zhao, Qingpeng. He was crypto's last man standing until he wasn't. He's going to jail. Stepped down as CEO this year after multiple probes and lawsuits by the Commodities Futures Trading Commission. We'll see if he goes to jail. I think so. Um, Of no. Hacking losses declined by half in crypto last year to $1.7 billion. I just don't like it. Just don't. And again, that's okay. We don't have to agree. Um. It's, it's a very valuable lesson in friendship and companionship. You don't have to like everything your spouse likes. You don't have to like everything your friends like. So the big predictions for 2024, obviously, start with number one. It has to be the economy dodges a recession, right? Everyone wants, are we going to go into a recession or not? And by the end of last year, 2023, we said, it doesn't look like we're going to. 
Growth is going to slow down. We saw that in the JOLTS report today. Will we hit 1.7 GDP? Will we hit 1.5% GDP? Two quarters in a row of negative GDP equals said recession. So far, we don't have the negatives. Prediction number two. Inflation will finally get mostly reined in. Um, We are basically where we need to be if you take out rents. Rents are the only thing keeping us above 2% right now. I think if China and the United States play nice and, and start dealing with each other on a respectful trade basis again, I think we go into deflation. I think you will see prices on some of our goods that we consume go down even further, which that can be a problem too. But we're pretty close to where we need to be on the headline inflation, 2.7% right now. Fed wants us at 2%. We could take two more years to get there. That's the thought. Or it can be faster if something like China kind of kicks into that extra gear. Easing inflation opens the door to rate cuts. Will the Fed cut once, twice, three times at their last meeting of 2023? They implied three cuts were coming in 2024. Now, the market, and when I say the market, I'm saying like money, cash. Cash is flowing into bets that it's going to cut six times. The housing market, prediction number four, I think some markets will be winner winner chicken dinners. And I think some markets that are more high-end will continue to struggle. Um, I live in a home that has not seen home prices increase in the last four months or five months. Um, the Case Shiller Index has seen home prices increase in the last four months, five months. A more high-end neighborhood, which I'm in, probably is going to be take a little bit longer to get going again. But the average home, it, it's going again for the last four or five months. For sellers, it's a tougher market. Demand should be strong, but with more supply coming on the market, selling house won't be as simple as putting up a for sale sign. I saw that in my neighborhood. There's two homes that just haven't been upgraded forever. And they sat on the market for the last four months of the year, last year, and they're still on the market. Homes will get fewer offers this year than last year. More offers will will require home inspections and other contingencies. When I bought the home that I'm living in now to basically accommodate my kids' schooling, um, I overpaid and weren't allowed to even consider home inspections. And the owner of the home had been a landlord and rented the home for 20 years. And she was a cheap landlord. I don't regret buying the home, but it was not my best financial decision. The global economy in 2024, will it thrive or not? Um, I think the United States is still the best market. I think we're ahead of other countries. The world supply chains are largely repaired. Food and energy prices are cooling. Central banks are cutting interest rates in 2024. It looks like we'll be muddling through global commerce. It won't be smooth and easy. Um, Israel feels more like a war every day. And yesterday, a uh, Hamas leader was assassinated, um, not in Gaza, outside of Gaza. And I don't know enough on politics, but a lot of people are saying that's bad news. It's kind of widening the fronts. Then uh, yesterday, last evening, there was a, an assassination, not an assassination attempt, 
Um, but in Iran, um, there was an act of terrorism that killed 100 plus people, women and children included. Will that be blamed on Israel or will it someone else take the blame for it? I don't know. Things could, could Ukraine and Russia is going into the third year, right? <clears throat> so the global economy probably won't thrive, but it'll be moving forward. It can help if the U.S. and China play nice with each other. Prediction number six, um, Biden versus Trump, right? Is that fair to say? Unless someone has a health event, it looks like it's moving that direction. Even though you're seeing Haley rise in the polls, even though you're seeing Representative Dean Phillips uh, trying to challenge Biden, probably not going to be enough. Like, again, unless there's a health event between Trump or Biden. Um, and then we're going to get into the issues of what brings voters out. I'm an amateur, amateur at political analysis. Uh, one of the things I found interesting, and maybe you'll find it interesting, is a lot of states are trying to put abortion on the ballot for 2024, in large part to draw out either women who want to um, fight abortion restrictions or to draw they're, they're, both parties are trying to draw up laws that get their voters out to support what they want so we're probably going to see a large turnout of women in the 2024 election younger people seem very disillusioned with biden we might not see a big turnout of people under 25 interesting right like there's some things i wish i kind of knew a little bit more about politics I don't, it's one of those that I don't want to know more about. Latinos in particular, a key factor in states like Nevada. Um, <clears throat> where does Biden and where does Trump make inroads with voters? Um, again, I'm not all that great at politics. Good for you, right? The one area that Biden's been able to show some meet you halfway with Republicans is maybe an immigration reform bill. If the Democrats want more military aid for Ukraine, that's going to compare it with a stepped up border security and Biden desperate to prevent a Ukrainian defeat. The white house is prepared to make a deal. What exactly will be included is not clear, but not a lot of legislation is expected for 2024. It is expected the House Republicans will impeach Biden, even though there's, at this point in time, no clear evidence of an impeachable offense. That may be the leftover of, well, Republicans are always going to impeach Democrats, and Democrats are always going to impeach Republicans. For whatever stupid reason, politics seem broken in the United States. Again, I'm not a politician. I'm not politically smart. I admit that seems unfortunate to have such a divided Congress. Prediction number nine. Mike Johnson, as Speaker of the House, um, struggling already. Kevin McCarthy was able to get more legislation in front of Congress. Some people like this. It's called, um, I don't want to say a corrupt Congress. It's kind of a, a Congress that doesn't get anything done. So not a lot of Republican agenda, not a lot of Democrat agenda. Gridlock. 
Wall Street tends to like gridlock from 20 years ago. I don't know if Wall Street still likes gridlock today. But in the past, it's been very, very positive for the economy and for ultimately the stock market. And my final prediction, well, I'll throw in two more. AIs can continue to be a story, but this year it's going to be more about the apps. We're going to see if Microsoft... Last year, we got that they invested in ChatGPT. We got it. Um, this year, we're going to see how many people take up subscriptions for ChatGPT, and you start using the apps. Final prediction is the VR headsets. They're going to start to win over some regular folks. Apple's much-anticipated VR foray with Vision Pro is going to cost $3,500. I don't expect more than 300,000 units sold this year. Um, but the Quest 3 headset runs $500. Uh, the MetaQuest Pro is 1000 Look for more new low price models in 2024, 2025. Look for more apps. You've got stunning graphics. You have a futuristic experience. Quest 3 headset's pretty cool. Um, is it novelty? It is. Does it show potential? It does. More VR headsets in 2024, 2025, 2026. Those are your predictions. I'm Rob Black. Find me online at Rob Black Show. Don't forget a big event coming up at the end of January. It is a pints and portfolio where you can have beer with me at a brewery in Sunnyvale, 1130 to 2, January 20th in Sunnyvale, California. It's called Pints and Portfolios. Um, Just a good informal way to talk about portfolios and financial planning. Learn more at robblackshow.com. It's coming up in about two and a half weeks. Sign up today at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. You are listening to the Rob Black Show podcast. For more information on EP Wealth, visit robblack.com. That's robblack.com. The crazy earthquake in Japan. I've got a brother who lives in Japan. Travis Kelsey seems to be everywhere. How do you feel about that? 2024 could be a big year for Amazon and Google. They both have uh, a lot of investments that we'll see how they turn out in 2024. Amazon is far more than the e-commerce business everyone knows. Its online stores still make about 45% of its sales, but it's growing at a slow 7% pace. But its fastest growing segments, third-party seller services, grew at a 20% pace and made up 27% of revenue. Amazon Web Services seems to be the right place to roll out high-margin AI platforms. Could be an interesting year. A lot of analysts are are thinking those are the two mega-cap seven that are most attractively positioned. Google as well or Alphabet, however you want to say that. Taking a look at the markets today, um, more of the same. Two-day sell-off continues in the Russell, the NASDAQ, the Dow, and the S&P 500. I'm not worried by that. If we take a look at the last three months, it's one of the best last three months and a half a month that you'll ever go through. That kind of performance gets this kind of pain. Um, and I'll just drop it at that and I can try to keep up coming up with cute little examples of what I mean. It's like having the best three glasses of champagne and then like, oh, you're starting to slow down. 
the analogy is we just went through a great three-month period. It's not going to always be that great. And it shouldn't be. Too easy. I got an email from someone who was bragging about how great he did last year. When people brag, it's too easy. Um, credit card issues. Um, the holidays were magical, but now the bills are due. So 50% of Americans say they can't afford to pay their credit cards in full. Consumer credit card debt passed $1 trillion in 2023. It's continuing to rise. Average credit card interest rates are at about 20.7%. It's a 19% increase over the past five years. It's pretty stunning. If you can't pay all your bills at once, consider what's known as the avalanche method, which involves paying off the bill with the highest interest rate first to minimize future interest rate payments. If you're psychologically, and I'd say not on the weaker side, but if you like to see fewer bills, pay off the smallest ones first. I don't care. Just get on it. I carry no credit card debt month to month. I'm not saying it's evil. I'm saying it's tough to win when you carry credit card debt month to month. Again, my opinions only. It's all the broker advisor for taking extra stocks ever mentioned on the show. Um, ESPN had to apologize for showing the video of a woman flashing herself during the Sugar Bowl broadcast. Um, I work in live television and my television station does live parades on occasion. And let's just say that is a very, very stressful situation to be basically a, a sighter, a spotter, or you're trying to spot um, potential things that shouldn't be on air. If you want to come to the Pints and Portfolio event, I'll tell you the greatest story ever um, from working in the control booth. Um, when I first got to California, I got a TV job in TV, and um, if they, they said, hey, do you want to work a parade this week? I'd be like, heck yeah, I want to work a parade. And like, you can come and be a spotter. I'm like, what's that mean? <laughs> uh, Pints and Portfolio coming up Saturday, January 20th, Sunnyvale, California, 1132. It is a limited space event. It only fits 10 people. Um, and I basically buy you a couple beers. I'm doing a, a brewery in Sunnyvale, location to be disclosed upon your registration. Uh, it's for investors with $500,000 or more investable assets who want to talk about tax efficiency, diversification, returns, risks, much, much more. Can you retire or not will be the question I'd like to help you answer. And you give me some of your portfolio and we'll give you professional guidance on where, where you are. It's a bit of a process, so sign up today. Um, Bitcoin gave back 6%, giving back all of its New Year gains as traders stay on ETF watch. Again, not an area that I'm very good at. Um, other stories of note, tech stocks just wrapped up one of their best years in the past two decades after a 2022 slump. So if you felt like you did really good with Meta and Amazon, Netflix, Apple, and Alphabet, you're not a genius. They had a bad 2022 so climbing 43% in 2023, it's probably not going to happen again in your lifetime. It could. But if it did, it'll probably be because uh, something bad happened in the world, causing big market sell-off. Those are big companies. And Apple's showing the problem with how big of companies they are. You get to the point where you can't move the needle. You know, if I was a 400-pound man, it's easy to lose weight to 300 I'm a 300 pound man, it's easy to lose weight to 250, 200. But once you get to like 190, it's tough to say I'm going to lose another 100 pounds. It, so the law of big numbers comes into play on stocks. 
Microsoft looks the most interesting because they're very software focused. Apple looks the least interesting to me because they're more hardware focused. Better margins in software than in hardware. Of note, Samsung said on January 17th they're going to introduce a new AI-powered smartphone. Forget about what it can do and what it doesn't do. It's marketing. It's genius marketing, the word AI inside. Cell phone market needs this. The laptop market needs this. The iPad market needs this. They need some sort of innovation. And last year, we got a glimpse at it with AI. We're going to see more of a glimpse at it this year um, as that as we start introducing new Qualcomm chips and AI-powered machines uh, to go with AI-powered apps or the AI, uh, AI apps. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Don't forget, big event coming up. Are you ready? Saturday, January 20th, Sunnyvale, California, 1130 to 2. Sign up today at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. I'm Rob Black. Join Rob Black in Sunnyvale, Saturday, January 20th, for Pints and Portfolios, a less formal event at a local watering hole for those close to retirement with 500000 or more in investable assets. Drop by January 20th from 1130 a.m. till 2 for a little sunshine and a complimentary portfolio review or financial snapshot from Ryan Ignacio. CFP from EP Wealth Advisors. Whether you're on the road to retirement or already there, this financial snapshot can provide you with a second opinion analysis of where you are and highlight areas for improvement and opportunities for growth. Go to robblackshow.com and click the events tab. Find Pints and Portfolios and click to register. You'll answer a few simple questions about your situation and your confirmation email will provide all the details on the event and how to schedule your portfolio review. Space is limited and registration is required, so go to robblackshow.com today. That's robblackshow.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.